When I prepare people for baptism, as I did a few weeks ago, we talk through the baptismal covenant. It's on page 304 in the Book of Common Prayer, if you're curious. And when we look at the promises about how we will live out our baptism, we take special care to note the response. I will, with God's help. We could spend our entire lives trying to accomplish just one of the baptismal promises and still never quite get to it. God's help is vital to our lives as faithful disciples of Jesus, living into and out of our baptisms. And the question that catches my breath every time, will you persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? God stands ready to receive us with love and forgiveness whenever we recognize our sinfulness and repent and return to God. As if to prove the point, today's Old Testament and Gospel readings show God's desire to love and save us from ourselves. In Numbers, we find the Israelites whining about their new lives of freedom from slavery and not recognizing all of God's gifts to them. In response, God sends poisonous serpents to bite those ungrateful Israelites. And when the people realize their sin, God offers a bronze serpent on a pole as a source of healing. The people must look at the effects of their sin to be healed. And jumping to John, Jesus makes the very direct connection with this Old Testament story, drawing a parallel between the serpent on the pole and his own death on the cross. Looking at Jesus on the cross, contemplating our sins, humanity's sins of hate and fear, the very sins that caused Jesus to be executed, becomes a means to healing, new life and new possibility. As baptized believers and followers of a risen and ascended Jesus, we know that the way to fullness of life and healing is not to ignore our pain or sinfulness or the ways that we avoid accepting God's love. The way to wholeness and health is to look at our brokenness, to acknowledge it, and to lift it up or name it. John specifically says, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. God promises that healing and restoration to fullness of life are possible for every one of us. And our baptismal promises remind us that when we have let evil creep into our lives, it is always possible to repent and return to wholeness and healing. Now, one thing to know about God's kind of healing and fullness of life is that it's not necessarily a return to what we were before. God's healing is often coming to peace with ourselves and our life as we are now, finding hope as we look to the future rather than paralysis as we mourn the past. 
Every one of us has something that holds us back from fullness of life and joy and delight in God and one another. There's a good chance that our Lenten work of self-examination has been related to this part of our lives. And as we approach the end of Lent, we may be realizing that we cannot resist this sin on our own, that we really do need God's help. This realization is the first step toward repentance. Repentance involves acknowledging our sin and our unfaithfulness. It means admitting we were wrong, admitting that we were enticed by power or greed, or even the privileges we may enjoy because of the shade of our skin or our gender. It means owning up to any thought or belief, attitude or action that denies the wholeness and holiness of every person in God's creation. Our sin may lead us to some secret guilt or shame, some resentment or residual anger, some grief or despair, or even nagging negative self-talk or worry. We have all thought and said and done things we regret. How could we not? Sin is part of being human. Sin is anything that we do, knowingly or not, that separates us from acknowledging the love of God for us and for all people. Let me be clear about one thing that is not sin. Being the survivor of violence or oppression is not sin. Being on the receiving end of abuse, whether it is verbal, emotional, sexual, or systemic, is not sin. We do not need to repent of receiving abuse, and it does not separate us from the love of God. God wants us to be whole to feel whole as we are, to know ourselves deeply and fully loved, and to rest in the heart of God, which is the infinite and all-encompassing love that conquers death and creates new life over and over and over again. Healing begins with recognizing and acknowledging our sin, and to be healed from our sin, we have to look at it like looking at Jesus on the cross. We have to see the effects of our sin and acknowledge them. And only by looking directly at our sin and by repentance will we be healed. We begin healing our internalized racism and sexism when we recognize the ways we assume other human beings are less valuable, less able, less deserving than we are. We begin healing our relationship with ourselves, our minds, and bodies when we acknowledge the ways we criticize ourselves and thus the beauty of God's creation. We begin healing divisions in the body of Christ when we admit and acknowledge our part in perpetuating unhealthy, dismissive, and oppressive practices and policies. Repentance can feel like relief, the kind of relief that comes from finally saying something out loud that we have been avoiding or hiding out of fear 
or shame. Repentance can feel like we are broken open, and it can be liberating. We need not fear admitting our sinfulness to God. God can take it. Nothing we can say or do will surprise God or make God withhold love or even punish us with poisonous snakes. God wants to hear our confession, to hear the things we regret, all the ways we have not persevered in resisting evil, because God wants to forgive us and resume our relationship of love. Repentance makes way for reconciliation, which is the rebuilding of relationships that mirror God's love and respect for all of us and God's creation. If having a human being listen to your confession seems important, you can make an appointment with me for the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Let us pray. God, rich in mercy, whose light reveals the truth of things, the judgment we bring on ourselves. We thank you that you sent your Son to save and not condemn. In his self-giving love, may life abundant reign through Jesus Christ, who has, was lifted up for us. Amen.